What? Oh, oh. Shout. One second, please. Hi, and thanks for listening to Designated Driver, the podcast about the work and mystique of Adam Driver. I'm Liz. I'm Aaliyah. And today we're going to talk about the movie Silence. (laughs) (laughs) So it might be a shorter episode. We'll see. It would be funny if it was because it would be an inverse proportion to the actual length of the movie. Yes, because silence is over long. It's very long. (laughs) I think we both watched it like in at least two sittings. I watched it in no less than seven sittings, (laughs) I'm sure. And you know how it takes three weeks to form a habit? It took about three weeks when I'd have 20 minutes here or there, I'd watch part of it. And then by the end, I just felt like, this is something I do now, and I don't. I didn't know what to do with myself if I had 20 minutes and was already done with the crossword or something. So it was habit forming. So I kind of like accepted it as part of my life by the end. So like taking medicine. Yeah, or maybe like if you exercise, you mm-hmm. get used to doing it, and then you're like, oh, I do this now. But with exercise, you feel like endorphins afterwards. Did you feel that way after silence? No, after 20 minutes. Yeah, probably. Not, it wasn't quite like that. Let's catch up on Adam Driver news. Yeah, yeah. I also wanted to follow up on one thing when we talked about how dumb the rat ate slime. And I was going to mention how I Googled my rat ate. And then the things that came up, like one of the first things that pop up as a suggestion was my rat ate my other rat. (laughs) I didn't go to it. Or like, did one sure... rat die and then the rat ate the other rat? Well, I know it's not the same thing, but maybe I've told you about my friend Eleanor Keppelman who had two gerbils named Pickles and Carrots. Oh. And then Pickles and Carrots had a million litters of babies, so everybody on North Beacon Street had gerbils, mm-hmm. including me. But after a while, they had to separate them because they started eating their babies. Right. Okay. So they were babies. I think it yeah. happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just too many of them. They just are delicious to them. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's not good. So a gerbil is like They're a mouse. They're much smaller. Than, yeah, it's more like a mouse, but I can't remember. I don't think gerbils have tails. Can you play with them? Or Yeah. Yeah, they're friendly. Like or... hamsters. They're, yeah. they're, they're smaller than hamsters. Maybe they do have tails. I can't. No, hamsters don't have tails. Gerbils do have tails because we had a hamster too. Mm. Have you ever seen a chinchilla? Actually, my friend Dan had a chinchilla when we were in college with his girlfriend. So I have seen a chinchilla. And the issue with them is they can jump and they can knock the lid off their container. So you have to be careful with that. The girls saw one in a pet store and they keep talking about how weird it looked. It looks like a Star Wars character, a Star Wars creature. Hmm. I have to think about that. Yeah. I've never seen one in real life. So that's just a little addendum to that rat report. The only rat report today was they thought Jem had a cold because she kept sneezing. But I think she's fine. I didn't know rats could sneeze. Does I guess it sound like a human sneeze? Cute. I don't know. Psh, psh. I don't know what it sounds like. <laughs> it sounds cute, though. Well, I can report that Jem and Stormy look very healthy. I didn't mm-hmm. know Jem was so much bigger than Stormy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stormy's pretty skinny. Because she's nervous. Yeah, she just paces around the cage at night. So we were planning on uh, doing a double Mm -hmm. movie episode with Annette and Silence. 
but you know, it's like fall plans Delta variant. Are you following that meme at all? Have you seen yes, it? Yes, I have seen I, it. I lo- I'm loving it. I like the one that there's like the Baroness and Georg from Sound of Music. That's fall plans. And then Delta variant is Julie Andrews. So <laughs> I like the Sound of Music. I like that one too. Well, I see your meme and I raise it. (laughs) Big FOMO, which is I can't stop quoting Secrets of the City newsletter. If you ever read that, have I told you about Big FOMO? I've heard you say it, but I I do need to know the backstory. Well, you know, FOMO is fear of missing out. And I, I really suffer from FOMO. But now there's Big FOMO, which is before it's gone, fear of missing out. So an illustration of big FOMO for me was last week when we had that siding party at our house. (laughs) Everyone came. People who had said maybe came. People who said no changed their answer to yes like the day before. I would like to say that it's because I am an excellent party host. but You are. Well, no. I enjoy it. But it's because everyone knows it's going away. There's not going to be backyard parties. And then we're going to be reduced to being in our house or going to yet another interminable outdoor party around a fire, fire. pit mm-hmm. and getting headaches. from Because I got headaches from the smoke after a while. It started, I just couldn't deal with the fire pits anymore. Yes. Yesterday we went to Sea Salt, which is oh. a fun outdoor restaurant here in Minneapolis. And last summer... You could go there, and then you had to order on your phone and sit out in the park so you wouldn't talk to anybody. And this year, the line is back. You actually wait in line, and you just wear a mask when you go in briefly. But then you sit outside on the patio, and it was fun. Last year, it was kind of novel, like, how can we do things in this new world? But the food was not as good. I don't know if it sat around or there's staff or I don't know. That's too bad. Well, I mean, last summer it wasn't, but this year it was. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, because we this went to was Sea good. Salt about Again. a month ago, and it was perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. I bought a t-shirt. So, yeah, but kind of big FOMO on that. Although it wasn't super crowded. I think a lot of people are out of town. Mm-hmm. It's like end of August, right before school starting. It feels like the end of summer, but usually September is like pretty warm, and October can be nice, too. So we'll get Outside time before fire pit seasons. So last year it was kind of fun. It was novel. Like, how do we do this? We can still see each other around a fire. But I don't know if I want to do a second year of only fire parties. I can't take it anymore. I'm still, I'm not over. I mean, winter is hard for me anyway. And then I remembered that feeling that you had in the old days when people could smoke in bars and you would go to a show, and you'd have a fantastic time, and then you'd have the worst hangover ever. But I don't think it's from the alcohol. I think it's from the smoke. And that's how it feels with these stupid fire pits. But also, you got to do what you got to do. Big FOMO. I know. I'm wondering if the Delta variant's going to burn out or not, like it went away in India. I will report back, because I will be on the front line this time next week. How many masks are you going to wear on the plane and in Florida? Well, I have, I own 1099, the tax form. It's made out of a tax form. Too many numbers. Yeah, I'm wearing a tax form on my face. I'm going to wear, I have 10 and 95 masks. And then I have a whole bunch of other masks, including my new math masks. Cute. 
Yeah, my friend's mom, who's a math teacher and a quilter, made them. I love that math mask. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's cool. So I'm going to wear the N95 mask on the plane. It's a direct flight, and I'll do the same thing on the way back. My aunt's going to pick me up, or my dad, so we'll be in a car. I trust them. Then I think we're either going to be in my aunt's house on her lanai, because it's Florida. They have lanais. And then... I think that's all we're doing, hanging out with my 95-year-old grandma for three days. Good. So anyway, we were going to talk about Annette and silence, but our all of our Annette plans keep getting canceled due to symptoms, all the reasons. We might not be able to watch it together. What do you think? I know. I was thinking about that, too. I mean, we've never watched a movie together, except for Patterson, Patterson mm-hmm. before the podcast. You mean an Adam Driver movie? Right. Because right. we also yes. watched Bill and Ted sequel. Yes. Yeah. That was fun, too. That's, a, that's still... adjacent to, I'd say, an Adam Driver movie because it's a Keanu movie. Yeah. I will say this, though. The difference between a Keanu Reeves movie and an Adam Driver movie is, okay, don't fight me on this one. Adam Driver is a good actor and Keanu Reeves isn't. Okay. <laughs> I won't fight you. I mean, I I love... still like him. Yeah, yeah. I love him as a celebrity, I guess. I've never seen him cry or anything. You'll see Adam Driver cry in a movie sometimes. Has Keanu ever tried to cry? I don't know. I really liked him in Parenthood. I thought he was really cute. Do you remember when he was in Parenthood? No, I can't remember that. So cute. He was in Parenthood with Martha. Remember that funny-looking actress? She wasn't funny-looking. She just looked kind of nerdy. Martha Plimpton? Is that her name? She was in Goonies too she's like the nerdy friend i'm believing you i believe everything you say i just can't remember in parenthood he plays her boyfriend who lives with her and her mom and he's just kind of well he's kind of like ted Mm -hmm. and he's really cute but i don't think he cries i was trying to think my own private idaho too i don't think he cries in that either but i loved that movie what's the movie where he's undercover and it's about surfing Oh, Point Break? Yeah, yeah. So good. So good. And at the end... Johnny Utah? At the end, he says, hasta la vista. No. What does he say? I think he does say something like that because he lets... What's the Patrick Swayze character's name? It's equally good. It's equally good as Johnny Utah. Is there a state name? Idaho? It's just so funny how he says it that you see his non-actingness, but it's really relatable. Have you seen the Ali Wong movie? I love it. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Always be my maybe. And I, I love his mm-hmm. character. He's in got that. a great cameo in that. Mm-hmm. A long cameo. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's really good. So this episode is just about silence. Annette is yet to come. Just so much anticipation. We're building so much anticipation. I'm still holding ten. out hope that we'll be able to watch it together in my backyard. Well, I mean, next weekend, I think we're both out of town. We'll just see after that. I definitely can't watch it next week because I'll be at, like, camping in the wilderness. I don't know why you people feel this irredeemable urge to be out in nature so much, but I can allow yeah. it. Well, it's mostly Peter. If I was left to my own devices, I don't camp, but I go along with them, and I've kind of learned how to do it. And I like it pretty mostly. Okay, so Adam Driver news first. Oh, okay. So the only other Adam Driver news that I have, it's not directly Adam Driver news, but I can share that I'm almost done reading House of Gucci, which is the book that the movie is based on. 
And since I know who all the actors are, in fact, I was IMDBing it as I was reading it to be like, who plays the dad? Who plays the brother? So in my head, I was watching the movie as I was reading it, you know? And I can tell you... Oh, in your mind's eye, you're just rubbing yeah. it in. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I mean, couldn't I, do that. I know it's hard for you to relate. <laughs> no, I can't. I would just like <laughs> verbally be listening off things. Yeah. I was seeing them in my face and like in my head and imagining what face would he make now or like what would Gaga be doing? And I can tell you that I can totally see Gaga in the Patrizia role, the Maurizio role, which is Adam Driver's role. I don't think I'm foreshadowing anything here. He's kind of a fuck up. Like he just is kind of this rich kid who gets to take over the business and does some really nasty things to his family in order to gain control of House of Gucci. But he's not a very good manager. And it ends up just being, it would be boring most of the book is like a business history. Like I learned all about how the Gucci patriarch started it as a leather working company and how they gradually built this myth around it. All these different buyouts that they went through. And like there was a way more like business history and talk about shares and legal proceedings and stuff than I thought there would be. But I can totally imagine it getting the Hollywood treatment and being just fabulous. Because mm-hmm. one thing that Maurizio does is he buys this cursed yacht. It's like an 100-foot cursed yacht. And he and his wife hire this Italian medium to come in and remove the curse like a woman died on it. And then they make it over to the most luxurious standard. And there's frequently times where he's following yacht races on his yacht with his friends and he's wearing sweaters and they have they all have matching sweatsuits that they wear when they're on the yacht that are like branded to go with the yacht I can totally see that and I can see him with his hair and he always wore a gray double-breasted suit or a navy double-breasted suit and he has this really distinctive thing because he always wears these big 70s 80s aviator style glasses and he always pushes them up his nose so there's this one scene after he's been booted out of the company where his former assistant or associate looks out the window of Gucci and she sees this man in a double-breasted suit sitting on a bench. And she's like, I wonder who that is. And then she sees him push up the glasses and she knows it's Maurizio. Mm. So I can totally imagine. Ad- yes. I mean, just He's gonna do that try sure. with me to imagine in your mind's eye, but I can totally see it. I like it. Yeah. So Gucci's going to come out and then Wheat Germ will probably come out in a year or something. Yeah. So in House of Gucci, he's going to look fantastic. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he's, but he's going to be having wearing glasses. I feel like in Wee Germ mm-hmm. from the photos we've seen. So he's kind of a not a great guy. Yeah, you're saying the real person, but extremely charismatic uh-huh. and charming. Like okay. he's able to talk in all these investors into buying into his vision, even though he has no business skills, can't do math. So looking forward to it. So maybe in two weeks or something, we'll watch Annette and get that one going. It's Mm -hmm. just so hard to keep avoiding reviews about it. I saw another interesting looking article that I had to not read. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Because I do read them. You do. But I won't say anything. Okay. Let's talk about silence. Okay. Do you want to say what it's about? Yes. I was telling Liz that I'm slowly stripping it from my memory. I'm going to have to dig deep here. But in Japan... There was a missionary movement by Jesuit priests in the 1600s. You got it. There are these two priests played by Andrew Garfield and 
Adam Driver. They're very sort of idealistic. They're committed to the cause. And their mentor, played by that Liam, hands, Neeson. Liam Neeson, has kind of disappeared. They've gotten word that they think he's apostatized. Is that the it's word? It's like a, Apo- apostate. 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 Apost- Anyway, it's a get... word that says is said a lot in the movie. Yeah, which, um, Apostat- apostatize, apostatize. Yeah, it's, they're like so freaked out about it, but they think he's renounced Christianity and married a Japanese woman. And both Adam Driver and Andrew Garfield are horrified and are like, "Surely that's not true. We have to go. He's calling us on a mission. This is what we have to do for Jesus." So their met boss kind of poo-poos the idea but they persuade him that they have to go so they go to japan to try to find liam neeson and along the way they encounter some japanese people who have maintained their christian faith in secret because it's it's illegal in japan and there's an active interrogator isn't that what the head guy was called inquisitor yeah inquisitor there's this inquisitor and he's got all these other people who are japanese statesmen who are like We're getting rid of this. No more Christianity in Japan. It's gone. So they kind of have to maintain their faith in hiding. And these Christians try to help them on their path to find Liam Neeson. And then it just all goes to hell, basically. Yeah, they totally fail. They totally fail. In every way. Yeah. And it's really just like a story of one man's battle with his faith and his feelings about doing good and blah, blah, blah. Faith, for three blah, blah, hours. Blah. One thing that I did like about Silence, it is about these two guys going on their hero's quest. And then it's just all for nothing. Their yeah. lives are ruined. They never go home. Adam Driver's character dies. It was just a total waste, which I thought was kind of refreshing because that's not the usual movie that you see. Don't try to colonize Japan. Did yes. not work out. Adam Driver is really only in the first third of the movie. When Adam Driver died, that mm-hmm. was one of the points where I turned it off. Mm-hmm. So there was 59 minutes left when he died. <laughs> and he is not seen again. No. I felt like there were three acts. They start in Portugal yes. or something in the movie, and then they go via China or something to hook yeah, up Yeah, because they have to guide. find a guide. That's right. To take them to Japan. And then they get there, and there's these Japanese people who are just so excited to see them. I guess if you're a secret Christian and a real European priest arrived, it's like Justin Bieber or something. The way they acted was, it was weird. I just didn't think it seemed like people would act that way, like crying and fawning at their feet. And I I thought if this movie had been made in the 80s or something and we were watching it today, I thought the first half or first third, we would say that seems really racist. Well, it seemed like they were so welcoming of a colonizing thing. After watching the whole movie, I see that more as a setup, I guess, for the other two thirds. But I felt kind of uncomfortable with that. It was made in 2016, though. Mm-hmm. based on a book from like 1990 or something. But it just seemed like they were so excited to see these European guys. I yeah. don't know. I guess I just took that as if you're practicing your faith in secret for so long and you have nobody to lead you in your faith. I mean, yes, as I'm saying that, I hear how racist I already sound, but they didn't have any priests. And finally, they had a priest who could help them 
fully practice their faith. So I could see where that would be exciting. But also, it is deeply problematic. It seemed like pro-colonial. Oh, these people are so happy to have these guys from Portugal. I think if you're maybe deeply religious, you can relate more to that. I just felt like, why do you risk your life to practice this religion when you have a perfectly good religion, Buddhism, that everyone loves now? I don't know. The part that was the hardest for me was that inquisitor guy who's trying to stamp out Christianity. I was like, surely the things that you're doing are not Buddhist. You're torturing all these poor people. Like, isn't there a gentler, Buddhistier way to help them come (laughs) back into the fold? There was a lot of torture in this movie. It's very violent. Oh, my God. It's brutal. I hate things with torture in them. If you're making a movie or, I mean, torture has definitely happened. And this is the second torture movie we've covered on this podcast alone. But I don't know. You're just kind of putting more torture out there into the world. Apparently, it's historically accurate. I did find somebody's research paper online about it. Did you read it? I read segments of it. Okay. Okay. I will tell you this. Whenever torture was happening, I would Google things that seemed appropriate to the content that I was watching to learn more because I didn't want to watch it. Mm -hmm. So I was reading segments of it as they were doing these horrible things to these poor Christian people. And then one of the main things they made the Christians do is step on a... It was like a plaque. Yeah, it's called a fumi-e or something, like a plaque with Jesus on it. And they just had to lightly touch it with their foot. And I, I would have totally done that. Me I mean, too. my plan, if I'm ever in any kind of war or battle, is just to play dead the entire time. So I felt like I would for sure betray my secret faith because, I don't know, I just I just cannot relate to feeling that strongly. I know. I can't either. Faith. But they did ask the priest to also call the Virgin Mary a whore and spit on a crucifix. Yeah, I would have But I done totally would have done words. that. Just, I know. Just a little play that you have to put on. So... Martin Scorsese, the director, has done three movies about faith, so he's probably a pretty serious uh, religion guy. He calls Catholic himself guy. a lapsed Catholic. He's but a lapsed. clearly it's had an impact on his vision of the world. And I haven't seen those other movies. No. It seems like he maybe likes the violence involved. Well, he made Goodfellas, right? Probably. Have you ever seen Goodfellas? <laughs> That's one of my all-time favorite movies I've ever seen in my whole life. Okay, I could watch that over and over. I could also watch Gangs of New York over and over again. That's an excellent movie. Oh, it's a Boston movie. No, it's it's a New York movie. That's why it's called (laughs) Gangs of New York. Should I cut that out or just leave it in? Well, I think I'm editing this one, so. (laughs) So Where is the setting of Gangs of New York? (laughs) It's a new, like, Grant's tomb. I'm no expert on Scorsese. But what I was going to say early, is... What's the torture. Boston one? I'm just thinking of that because Peter was watching one. Is that one the one about a river, Mystic River? Is that what it's know. called? I just thought it seemed humorous. Right he now, is but. pretty into the man struggles with what is right and what is wrong. I okay. mean, I, I think we can say that that's what Goodfellas was about. And also the man's relationship to his people so in goodfellas his relationship is to the gang the mafia right and gangs of new york it's all about gang allegiance and what is right and what is wrong because everybody in that is corrupt now i remember why i didn't watch it because it was 
really long. It's right? really it's like good, three, though. It's yeah. really good. It's okay. really good. All right. All right. DiCaprio Except, is in it. Yeah, and I can't stand I also, him. The, What's his name is in it? My left foot. Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, okay, okay. And he oh. was supposed to be in Silence. Did you? He was. Was he the it Liam Neeson supposed character? To be him. Yeah, probably. And also, okay, help me out here. Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> is Gabriel Byrne no, no, no. in it? Okay, we're that that's an author. The guy who was in E2 Mama Tambien. Who's so cute. He's yes, he's the cutest. Cute. Gail Garcia Bernal. Gail Garcia Bernal. Oh, yes. he's so cute. He was supposed to be in it, so he was probably going to be the main character. Oh, yeah, that would be better. Because I have to say, yeah. Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield to me was a weenie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the whole time he was making it, he was like, I am emoting. I am yeah, feeling yeah. all of the pain of men. Overacting. And yeah. maybe I might get an Oscar nod for this. Yeah, because he cried and stuff like that. And screamed and laughed like hysterically. And so his buddy, Adam Driver, was more his buddy who went along with him. And he was very thin. He lost 50 pounds for I think this. He lost 65 pounds. I, I heard but 50. I yeah, you're like something right. like 30 before and 20 yeah, during. Yeah, that's right. And the main guy, what's his name again? Andrew Garfield. He lost weight too. Liam Neeson also lost weight. So, I mean, these guys losing losing weight, gaining it back. So they looked gaunt. Adam Driver looked quite gaunt. Cheekbones for days. Yeah. And also their hair looked good too. Yeah. Oh, major hair movie. Andrew Garfield has a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. The hair that just kind of gets bigger and bigger, I think, the less that you wash it. He kind of wore it in like a little man bun mm-hmm. for a while, and I thought that looked kind of cute. Yeah, good man hair, I think, in this. And Liam Neeson, too. Good hair. Yeah, he looked really good. I thought he, he looked really young and fit. Mm-hmm. Probably all that Buddhist prayer <laughs> he was doing. <laughs> because, spoiler, he did become a Buddhist. And he did marry a Japanese woman. The Inquisitor guy, he had a real kind of goofy performance, didn't you think? I thought he was really... I was like, what's he, going on with that guy? And the guide. They had this guide who was completely unreliable, yeah, who yeah, was alcoholic. Christian, but not always Christian, and betrayed his family and then felt really bad about it, but then betrayed them and felt really bad about it and like kept trying to come back and like help them again, but they could never trust him and smelled for a while like when he was locked up with them no one wanted to be near him because he was smelly he and the inquisitor were kind of the two most interesting characters i thought yeah i liked that guy the alcoholic also good hair he had really good hair yeah yeah he was cute and his performance was good so the cinematography did get an oscar nomination and it was really beautiful and like beautiful scenes of mountains and stuff like that but there was one part when Adam Driver, and I swear I can't remember the guy. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Just think of the cat. Okay. That's, thank you. We're we're watching. So they took these Christians and put them on a cross in the ocean, and so then the tide came up and would drown them. So Brutal. Yeah. One guy (laughs) takes like three days to die, and right before he dies, he sings a hymn as like he's just getting blasted with waves it was just awful yeah and they're watching from afar from the jungle because they're still in hiding they have but to be they in were hiding for day for three days and they kept cutting back to them looking through the leaves and it looked so fake to me it reminded me of like a scooby-doo 
episode. Oh, it yeah, just I can see so that. Silly, and for such a serious moment in the movie, I thought that this just seemed really Scooby Doo and weird and silly. The movie just is just off. It's just not all put together. Is my point on that? I thought the Adam Driver character sort of existed as like a foil for the Andrew Garfield character where he is kind of questioning his faith fairly early on and Adam Driver's character is like no this is what we do we're gonna take these people's confessions and we're doing this and it seems like even early on he's wondering should I take this person's confession like is this a good use of our time and the Adam Driver character is just very pedantic not pedantic but he's a true believer But yeah, he realizes sooner that their presence there is hurting people. Mm -hmm. People are getting killed, standing up for being Christian. I didn't understand how they got separated. That was the one part that I think was important. I I guess about an hour into the movie, they end up getting separated. Mm -hmm. And they each go with different faith communities. And then you don't see Adam Driver for a long time. I think he went maybe to an island because he... He thought their presence was putting people in danger. He wanted to leave, and the other guy wanted to stay because he was more dedicated to the Christian thing. Then you don't see Adam Driver for a long time, and then we see him one last time, and it's kind of similar where Garfield, (laughs) or what's his character's name? Rodriguez. They both had names that I immediately forgot. Yeah, Adam Driver's character's name starts with a G. They're watching, again, like from the jungle, but they seemed close enough. I didn't know why he couldn't call out, and it just didn't make sense why They're he like wouldn't hear. They're like on a hear. beach. They like are sitting up on a beach bluff, and they are looking down, right? I guess. Just something seemed off yes. about it to me, like they were close enough. I guess because the camera work, we were seeing them close up and it just, you never see how far away they were. So they're taking Christians out on a boat, wrapping them up in like a woven rug and pushing them off the boat so they drown. And they're telling Adam Driver that if he renounces his faith, that he'll save them. I know. And he still didn't do it. But then he swims out. But he swam out. out and then drowned. So we see him swim again. Reminds me of the perfume commercial, Cologne. Oh. You what? know what? I thought it's the first time we've seen Adam Driver die in a movie. <gasps> Interesting. That's true. And then he was gone. Yeah. What about Kylo Ren? He dies. Oh, yeah, too. but we haven't yeah. watched Kylo Ren together. Oh, oh, the first time right yeah. in the life of this podcast. Why does Adam Driver have no body hair? Do you think it's shaved? No, or I think, think he has, he no, has, body has hair. no body hair. Don't you think, because I feel like when he played Adam Sackler in Girls, if he'd had body hair, he would have just it kept for it. That. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, I guess that's why he is famous. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's just so unusual. He is. <laughs> and then what else? So then we don't see him after that. So the final so third of the movie, dead. there's nothing. Yeah. I seriously consider just not watching the th- last third of the movie. But then I kept thinking, like, maybe he'll visit us from the great beyond. Yeah, you have to find out. But he didn't have such a big role in this one. Yeah, then it was all Andrew Garfield all the time. Yes, and, like, just him in a cell praying, wondering Talking if God Jesus hear his prayers and stuff. So the Japanese 
leaders or whatever really put down this Christianity thing. Yeah. They're like not having it. The Inquisitor's role was really interesting because he tells this story about a man with his mistress. The gist of it was we've been penetrated by so many different colonial powers. Like we can pick one or we can pick another, but they're just going to keep fucking us. We're done with it. So everyone out. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the gist of it. And Andrew Garfield still is like, no, but these people are Christian. They want God. And and they also keep saying, you know, that he's just really arrogant. And mm -hmm. they're not wrong. Yeah, they're not wrong. They were absolutely right. So by the end, it didn't seem like a pro-colonial movie. But you're right. The end, there's no point. I will say, too, so this was where I got confused. Because so then what happens is... They reconnect him with Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is now, he's a Buddhist. He's like in the faith community. He's married to a Japanese woman. And then they basically give Andrew Garfield, this other Japanese woman, to be his wife. And their job is to inspect all European imports for hidden Christian symbolism. Because as former priests, they would know. So they show them like at all these different places and there's Dutch traders standing over them and they're like going through stuff and they're saying, okay, this is propaganda. This isn't. And they both seem kind of dead inside. That's really rubbing it in to them. They made them betray their faith, which meant yeah. everything to them. And then they have to be tools of to was it ever an option that they could just go home? That's what I was going to say. I was like, they're, they're like, basically okay, private citizens just like go home. Just find a way to go home. That's what I kept wanted thinking to go too. Home. It seemed like they were living relatively freely. They lived in a private home. They had wives. I didn't get that at all. No, I, I didn't either. I thought they should just go home. So the movie was a total fail at the box office. Did like, Who would want to go see it? I mean, that's how I felt. I did not want to watch it. It just didn't seem appealing at all. But it was highly, it was critically acclaimed. Again, why? I just... I, yeah, I think just Scorsese has probably so much status in the film world that no one wants to give him a bad review. Because, yeah, it was very critically acclaimed. But weirdly, even on Rotten Tomatoes, which is just like people rating, it was like 78% positive. I'm just surprised anyone even took the time to watch it. I'm not mad that I watched it. I just am surprised that the movie exists. I feel the same way. Silence. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess Scorsese was trying to make it since the 90s, and it kept getting delayed, and there were a lot of lawsuits and stuff um, hmm. because he committed to it, but then would start doing all these other movies. It just didn't work. It just didn't flow. No one was really interested in the subject matter. I wasn't. No, just not a lot of appeal with silence. How many combs are you going to give it? I'm happy for Adam Driver that he got to make a Martin Scorsese movie because yeah, I feel like a, he, on his list of famous directors, he was like, check, yep, got that's that a one. Yeah, in his cap. So I was happy for that. And I mean, obviously, he had to lose a lot of weight, so that was probably pretty hard. And his cheekbones looked really good, and his hair looked really good. We got to see him die. So I guess I'm going to give it two combs. You're going to give it, yeah, some combs. I feel like the weight thing, I'm just guessing here, but it seems easier for men to do that, go yeah. up and down in their weight. I can't. I couldn't do it. He like, I just couldn't me. stick to it. He I've never been able to be on a diet. Mm -hmm. I have. I did Weight Watchers before COVID, and I lost 
I was just trying to lose the weight I gained after I stopped breastfeeding, and I lost That's like I 15 gained, pounds. Oh, yeah. I gained weight then, too, because your your body's using so much, and you have to eat so much when you're breastfeeding, and then you stop, and then you're mm-hmm. still like eating a lot or just the hormonal changes. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by a photo of myself after that time because I sort of didn't realize it. I don't know, just pregnancy, you're just going, your body's changing so much. Yeah, you're and then just I saw the photo and I'm like, oh no, I've gained a lot of weight. But I always just feel like I'll try to exercise more if I want to lose weight. Anyway. But I will say, I think you're right. And I also think that Adam Driver is one of those people who is like food is fuel. In my mind's eye, he's not someone who spends a lot of time reading cooking magazines. I think he's somebody who is like, I'm going to eat this rotisserie chicken and I'm going to run 10 miles because food is fuel for my body. Yeah. So it might be easier for him. But also, I think Mm -hmm. you're right. I think it's easier for men to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And go up and down. I mean, I just think it's you should never mess with your metabolism like that. Mm -hmm. And if they want somebody to be 50 pounds less for a role, they should just get someone that's... Small, really skinny. <laughs> not make a person gain or lose weight for a role. I would be really... willing to bet, too, that I don't know this. But in my imagination, Adam Driver was, like, really feeling the role. And so mm-hmm. it wasn't that they asked him to lose 50 pounds. It was that he just felt like it was an important part of the role. And it just came off. Because food mm-hmm. is fuel. So maybe he was just eating, like, the Garago or whatever the name his character was. Gorbachev? <laughs> Gurichi, I don't know. I don't remember. Guripi or something. Yeah, Garape? I think there's a P at the end. So I'm going to give it some combs, too. I'm not going to give it zero combs. I I think I'm going to land on, like, two and a half combs. I got more out of it than I thought I would. For me, the comb system is really about what Adam Driver is doing in the movie. Okay. Because if anybody asked me if they should see the movie, okay. I would say zero chances you should see that movie. Mm-hmm. But if anybody Skip was it. like, is this worth seeing for Adam Driver's performance and his hair? Yeah, and part of his whole deal. And yeah. Yeah, I'll give it two and a half combs for that. I'm not like trying to one-up you a uh, half comb. <laughs> Three is too much. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Two. Three is too much. Three is definitely too much. And he is only in part of it. So, oh, Small. I have another question for you. Okay. How would you review their Portuguese accents? Oh, my God. What the hell? They were just all over the place. Some of the actors had accents, this Portuguese accent. Some had no accent. Liam Neeson, what, he just uses regular accent. He's, I'm I just feel like do he his... always has a Scottish accent. Yeah, and th- that was the correct choice. And then sometimes you could tell they were supposed to be speaking in Japanese, but they weren't. And then some of it was in Japanese with subtitles. It was really all over the place language-wise. And accent-wise, it was so distracting. I know. Not good. They should have just kept stuck with the American accent. Oh, definitely. Or actually, Andrew Garfield is English, so I guess that that would be confusing if they had an American accent and an English accent, but he can do an American accent because he was Spider-Man. So they should have just both had American accents, maybe. Yeah, I think that would have been better. I do, too. And it it does give me concern about about House of Gucci. Yes. I accepted Logan Lucky, the Southern accent. Yeah, that was fine. The North Carolina accent. I got used to that. But that seems easier than doing like a foreign accent. 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, Portuguese accent isn't anything that people are familiar with anyway. And it just makes it confusing. I just felt like, why are they talking like that? Me too. Yeah, thumbs down on the accent. I give it zero combs. Zero, definitely <sighs> zero combs on the accent. Oh my gosh. Anything else about silence? I guess, should we talk about the ending at all? Because all the reviews talk about the ending, sure. even though it has nothing to do with Adam Driver. Sure, go ahead. Okay. So Andrew Garfield dies at the end. He gets really old. His hair turns gray. He dies. And the Buddhists bury him. The Inquisitor, I think, is still alive at that point, just like working it out. And How could he still be alive? Isn't he, he was still an alive? Old, he was an old man when Rodriguez was, was young. Yeah. So maybe his successors are there. But I guess they do still have power over him because they actually manage the funeral ceremony and the wife is only allowed to see his body alone for like a minute so she goes in and she puts this piece of paper that looks like some kind of buddhist prayer sheet or something in his hand but then traditionally i guess you're burned which is really bad if you're christian for some reason and so they take his body and they burn it and then the camera goes in through the flames and you see his body inside the shroud and he's holding a cross in his hand. Yeah, I guess that was the version of a happy ending. Right, like because he still believes in Jesus, although yeah. he's lived more than half his life as a Buddhist imposter or something. Yeah. One thing, this is a different topic, but something I loved about this movie was just seeing their spaces and their homes and the buildings and how there's no furniture, completely no clutter, nothing. And that's like my dream. I know. It looked pretty good. That's what I was thinking, too. I was thinking, even though the Inquisitor is really mean, like that beautiful teacup that he gives them, and they sit on that beautiful mat, and it looks so serene. Oh, God. I know. Have you seen Totoro, my neighbor Totoro? What's the one where they go to the carnival, and then there's like the scary ghost thing? Oh, yeah. There's that one. Yeah. I've seen that. Oh, and did you see similar? They have the. This kind of like what we would have a living room where people would go where it's totally empty. But then they do show there's a dad and they show like his office and that's full of books and papers and totally cluttered. So it's just some of these rooms totally empty just for when you need total emptiness. And then you have you still have to have all your work stuff somewhere and that's cluttered. But I love this. That's what I want. I want to have that a room with Nothing on the wall, no furniture, just some mats and some tea. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Definitely. I completely agree. So clean. Yeah. And that calm. Minimalism. And yeah. It's, it's funny that cinematography thing because my overriding impression of everything is just these like cool greens and grays. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it's it's very soothing, even though they're torturing people for the vast majority of the movie or mm-hmm. in the dark like hiding in a hole mm-hmm. well we did it this it is episode is... 11 right yeah this is episode 11 sound effect sound effect yeah so i mean our next episode is for sure gonna be annette totally and maybe a little snow white i still kind of want to watch yes. snow white before yes. i watch annette me too let's do it and i've been listening to a little bit of sparks okay i got it on my playlist i'm getting familiar with sparks they are gonna play a concert here i think next year or something if we could go to it all right all right that's that's what we've got see you next time hear you next time (laughs) 
Here oh, you and also shout out to next? the moms because we've got more moms listening to our podcast now. We do. Yeah, my mom's friends. Oh, that's great. I love it. Are you, moms. Is, is your mom listening? I don't think so. No, she hasn't mentioned it. That's fine. Then I can just say whatever I want. Maybe she is listening. Say something only she would understand. What could that be? Wait, but how is this? That way maybe she'll be so shocked that you said it that then she'll out herself the next time you talk to her. Since I sent her If she's her really listening to it. Okay. Or maybe we could try Lake Ogaboji. Okay. That's it. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on episode 12. Yay. Stay safe, everyone. That was bossy. I'm sorry. Big FOMO. Okay. Bye-bye.